This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast, if you have a bunch of spiritual activity that is not resulting in spiritual activation, say spiritual spiritual activation of what? Love, joy, peace, you know, kindness, patience, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If you have spiritual activity that's not resulting in spiritual activation, you're missing the transformational piece of Christianity. Thanks for listening to the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, a ministry of Journey Church International. My name is Brandon, and today Pastor Christian and I will be discussing his most recent message from our series, Supernatural, Capturing the Power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, We are in week number six of this very impactful series, and as we continue to learn more about the Holy Spirit so that we can be more aware of His presence in our life and allow His power to, to fuel our lives. Pastor Christian, before we jump into our conversation about Sunday's message, let, let's talk for a moment about one of my favorite holidays, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. What's your favorite Thanksgiving tradition, and, and what are you most thankful for from 2018? Well, that's a good question. So Thanksgiving has become one of my favorite holidays uh, in the last 20 years, because being in ministry, it's like it's the only big one you don't work on. Right. Right. I mean, Christmas is a is a very ministry-centric holiday. We'll do eight Christmas services this year. Easter, obviously, is the Super Bowl Sunday um, of the ministry mm-hmm. calendar. So Thanksgiving is is the only holiday that we have that doesn't have anything the, the few days before, the few days after. So I love just, I love the downtime with family. I mean, that's that's my favorite part is just being with my wife, with my kids, uh, sometimes with my family, sometimes with Danielle's family, just the downtime with family. I love not being rushed the night before. I love not having to rush to something the next day. Uh, man, I love the smell of the food. I mean, I, I think I like the smell more than the taste. I just like the way the, sm- the house smells on Thanksgiving. I like that football pregame is on early in the day. I mean, you can literally wake up to this to the smell in our house where we do it, uh, wake up to the smell of turkey, um, turn on the television, start football, right away and just know there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to do tomorrow. There's nothing to do the next day. Uh, so for us, the family time, kind of the, just the the unhindered family time is really, really great. Um, in 2018, I'm thankful for the same thing every day. Um, every day that I pray that's not every, every day of my life, it should be. It's most days. Uh, I, I begin prayer the same way. I, I probably shouldn't, um, but every day, you know, I take a deep breath and I just I just thank God for another day of life and a family and of health. Uh, I just, you know, the older I get, the more I realize those are really the only real important things. Um, and, you know, every day of my life that, that I'm alive and I have my family and I have my health is a is a pretty good day. So those are those are what I'm thankful for every day and particularly thankful for on Thanksgiving. You're not a Black Friday shopper or no. No. <laughs> like with a capital N and a capital O. I am an Amazon shopper, deliver it to the house. Um, do as do as little as we can on the shopping front. We love shopping for our kids, but yeah. no, the madness of that, I'd rather stand in line to vote for a politician I don't care for than go shopping on Black Friday. <laughs> Well, let's jump into your message from Sunday, because it was, once again, very pa- powerful. You you stated in your message, you cannot become a Christian without having the Holy Spirit pour generously into your life. 
but you do not mature spiritually unless you fight to develop your fruit. It's those last words of that statement that really stood out to me. Can you unpack a little bit more about the reality of the daily battle that has taken place between our flesh and our and, and the spirit and then and then about those words at the end of that statement what does it practically look like to fight for your fruit yeah so one of the parts i took out of this message just cuz i ran out of time was you know when the holy spirit is poured out on your life um, you are immediately filled with faith romans 12:3 says we're given a measure of faith you are immediately filled with your gifts romans 12:6 says gifts are distributed to each one as the lord wills and then you are you are filled with all the fruit. You are filled with all the seeds of all the fruit. But they're in seed form, right? I mean, they, they haven't grown yet. And the Apostle Paul tells us in Galatians 5, before he tells us what the fruit of the Spirit is, he tells us what the fight for the fruit is. He starts out by saying, you, you really need to walk in the Spirit. However, there's a fight. The Spirit is fighting for you, and you have to fight for it. And a lot of it is just the awareness, the awareness of as the Holy Spirit has more control in my life, here's how I know that. These things are evident, so every day I need to walk towards these things. I need to realize that when I'm acting and reacting in these ways, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, that the Spirit has a lot of control in my life, and days that I'm not loving or I'm not at peace or I, I use poor self-control, or I'm not a very good guy, or I'm not a very kind guy, or I'm not gentle with my wife, with my kids, with our ministry team. Um, Those are the days that somehow I have turned down or tuned out the Spirit. So Paul gives us this little checklist, 2 Corinthians 13, 5, which we talk about in in our message, examine yourself. Paul said, here's the checklist. Here's how you know whether or not you're really walking in the Spirit, and because the Holy Spirit's goal is to make your life more like Jesus. These are your targets. Head towards them. Know when you're close. Know when you're missing. Find out why you're missing. Find out when you get close and learn to live spiritually, walking by the Spirit with the Spirit so you can look like you have in you the Spirit that Jesus had in him. So I love the title of your message. It's uh, Seeds, Trees, and Fruits. It's a great visual for us to remember about the fruit of the Spirit. You've already touched on your thought number one. Every Christian has every seed of the spiritual fruit in their life. Thought number two was this. Some Christians have only the trees of the spiritual fruit in their lives. You stated too many Christians grow strong in spiritual areas but stop short of producing spiritual spiritual fruit. What are some indicators in my life, in the podcast listeners' lives, that, that, that we may be strong in a few spiritual areas but, but are not producing any fruit? Well, the biggest one is the fruit. I mean, the, the lack of fruit. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest indicator is a lack of fruit. Am I loving? Am I joyful? Um, am I peaceful? We can just kind of scroll right down the list, right? Am I patient? Am I kind? Am I good? Am I faithful? Am I gentle? Do I practice good self-control? If you go to church every Sunday, it's a good tree. That tree is intended to produce fruit. If you go to church every Sunday, but you're not these nine things. Hmm. You have a good tree, but you've not begun to live your spiritual impact for the world. Um, If you know a lot of the Bible, can quote some Bible verses, can argue theology well, but you're not one of the kindest, gentlest souls that people have ever met, 
you got a, you got a pretty good tree of knowledge that has begun to grow, but it doesn't have the fruit that Jesus would want to be produced from that tree. Um, if you've got a tree of, you know, a, a great small group and a good group of friends, but the more you get together, the less faithful you all are spiritually, you've got a tree that's intended to produce more and better fruit than it is currently producing. If you have a bunch of spiritual activity that is not resulting in spiritual activation, say spiritual activation of what? Love, joy, peace, you know, kindness, patience, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If you have spiritual activity that's not resulting in spiritual activation, you're missing the transformational piece of Christianity. You might have all the truth. Uh, you might have, you know, all the, all the spirit. You may love to worship. You might have a big tree of worship. And boy, when the lights come on and the drum kicks, you worship your little tail off, but then you leave church and you are the most impatient person in your family. You got a big tree, but it is intended to produce more fruit than that. We said that the Jews in Jesus' day, many of them had a religion that could not be reaped. Um, they had trees with no fruit which meant they had no impact for anyone else in their life. And that's that's not the goal of Christianity. The goal of Christianity, everything Jesus pours into us, is usually for others. That's good. And as I look, I'm looking at this list, if more Christians produce these spiritual fruit in their lives, wouldn't, wouldn't that be incrementally more impactful for our community and around the world? There is no doubt that if the trees of our life produced this fruit, the world would come to Christianity, yes. right? I mean, the the world, if, if this is who we are and interactions with us produced this for people, yes. the world would flock to the church if the church looked like this tree with this fruit. Well, Pastor Christian, one which of them, is, by the way, forgive yeah, me for interrupting, which is okay. why the world flocked to Jesus. Exactly. Because he was these things, right? This, yeah. this was Jesus. These nine things were Jesus. When you have these in your life, you look a lot more like Jesus. Well, Pastor Christian, the most convicting thought for me from your message was thought number three. Let's talk about that for just a moment. All Christians should desire that their lives produce all of the spiritual fruit. And in my notes, I capitalized all because that was important to me. That's what that's what uh, stood out to me. Transparently, if I if I could just be transparent for a moment, as I look at the list of spiritual fruit, I've been guilty of conf- confidently thinking. Listen, I, I'm I'm good. I have most of the fruit evident in my life. Would you discuss for a moment uh, why se- why settling for most of the fruit in your life should never be the mindset for us as Christians? So, if on December 25th this year, you wake up, your kids wake up, and under your tree are eight presents for you, are you are you only going to open seven? Right? If there's nine, like the fruit, yes. are you only going to open eight? And just and just leave one thing that was intended as a gift for you, and not just for you, but a gift that could bless somebody else. You're just gonna let you're just gonna let that one sit there. I mean, the answer is no. You know, Scripture tells us that the Lord God is a sun and a shield. He bestows grace and glory. No good thing does He withhold from us. So why would we not want everything that God had for us, especially when it doesn't just impact us, but it benefits? others as as well. We should want all of the benefits of the Holy Spirit. So I didn't ride on an airplane till I was 20. Uh, it was my, my first flight, grew up in southern Ohio, 
furthest I'd ever been away from home was 10 or 11 hours. We just, we did everything by car. And then between my sophomore and junior year of high school, I, I took my, or of, of college, I took my first flight out to California um, to go work with a quarterback coach out there and stay with my roommate for a month. And every flight I took from 20 to 30, um, but, you know, I just kissed all my family goodbye and said goodbye. <laughs> I was just convinced I was going to die every time I flew. I was just I was scared to death to fly. And eventually I got over that because I traveled so much. Um, and between 30 and 40, I found myself traveling the world, right? 16 different countries, uh, almost all of them doing mission work, 43 of the 50 states that I've now been in, a lot of those doing ministry work with ministry friends. And if you fly enough, eventually you pile up miles on whatever airline you use, and you, and you find yourself getting invited into like their their programs, right? But I didn't grow up flying, so I didn't know what this stuff meant. So several years ago, I'm stranded on the East Coast. I've got a four hour layover, and I want to get home. I want to get home to my wife and kids. So, um, you know, I I go up to the counter. I, I realized that I had acquired some status on this airline. They let me board early. They let me check bags without paying for it. It was like, okay, you, you've got a lot of miles, so you've got some perks. You've got some status on this airline. Um, and I was talking to the counter agent, is, you know, can you get me on standby on any other flights? No. Can you buy me over to another another airline? No. It's like, you know, I just, can you please get me home? I don't want to sit in this airline for four hours. And she pulled up my deal and she said, well, you're, you know, you're gold elite status on our airlines. Why don't, you know, why don't you go to the club? I was like, you know, I don't really dance or drink. <laughs> you know, it's like, what, it's what a is different what, type of yeah, club? Yeah. What is the what is the club? Right? I didn't grow up flying. Yeah, right, what is the club? Right. Well, it's a place with free Wi-Fi and comfortable chairs and you know food and drink. And why don't you know? Why don't you just go hang out in there? You can get in there free. Like, well, where is it? So she pointed me to it, and I went in and sat down in a comfortable chair. Turned on my free Wi-Fi. There was this kind of buffet. In the distance, these glass cases, I mean, full of every kind of drink you could imagine, snacks hanging up like you were, like you walked in a gas station. I thought, wow, this place is pretty cool. So I sit down, start working on my computer, and like a server comes up to me and says, you know, can I, can I get you anything? And I said, no, that's okay, but how much is the buffet? And it was like, free. Like, what do you mean free? It's like, everything in here is free. I said, Ev everything that I see is free? <laughs> like, yeah, if you're, if you're in the club, you know. Everything in here is free. And since the Diet Cokes were free and I was thirsty like Forrest Gump, I drank about 12 <laughs> of them, right? And then I was glad that the, that the bathrooms were free. But I had no idea <laughs> that my status gave me all this stuff. And right. it was like, this is incredible. I'm going to fly places just to go to the club <laughs> now. That's um, what that place looks like. Christians have status with the Holy Spirit. Christians have all this free stuff available to them. Christians, when when you step into the Holy Spirit's club, when you become a Christian, you are filled with faith. You are filled with gifts. You are filled with this fruit. Why would you not want all of what God has for you? Uh, it's it's important for the world that we have all of them, but it's important for us. And if somebody would say, you know, well, what if I have eight out of nine? No big deal. What if I would say that gentleness, which you lack, is the one thing that will help your estranged family member come to Jesus? That that one fruit, if you could develop that one fruit, you could reach that one person. Would you then care about it? God gives us all the fruit for a reason. We need to, we need to be diligent about um, developing all of the fruit 
in our life for the seasons ahead because God doesn't give us things he doesn't intend to use. And why would we leave a gift open under the tree or a free Diet Coke in the fridge? If it's there, you got to drink it. As I say, with my 44-ounce QT cup in front of me, my 32-ounce Miner's cup in front of me, um, clearly I've got a problem that I probably need to get help with. No, you're good, bud. That was a great, great illustration. Let's wrap up today. Let's talk about the spiritual fruit assessments, which perhaps was the most important piece of your message um, this past Sunday. Um, which we'll provide a link to um, as we talk about this assessment in our podcast description. Pastor Christian, can you talk a little bit more about the spiritual assessment, the spiritual fruit assessment for our podcast listeners? And then here, something practical for all of us to, 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 to use this week. Once we've completed the assessment or had others inspect our fruit by completing the assessment, what, what should be our next step after we see the results? Well, the, I mean, the first big thing is just awareness, right? We want to know where we are right. and where we need to grow. I mean, that's, that's the big deal. The goal, the Holy Spirit's goal, all of these fruit in all of your life, all of the time. But I have learned one, we cheat. Because when we do a self-assessment, uh, we we usually judge ourselves on our best day. It's just how we think. At, at our spiritual best, we're these things. But we're not always our spiritual best. So being able to say, okay, life on a normal day, right? When I'm not thinking about it, when I just live, here's where I am. Um, on a really good day, here's where I am. That will show us there are some things we worship more than God. They'll show us there are some things more important than God, Um you know, if on if on days when, you know, if on payday, if when we win, if, you know, if on days where something happens to produce the very best in us, if those are things other than just who God is and what God has done for us, then, you know, then we're worshiping the wrong things in life. Our levels on our worst day and our levels under stress are really, really important. I've said on this podcast this year, reading through my Tim Keller Proverbs devotional this year, this became real to me when he had a daily devotional that just basically said your fruit under pressure is who you are. I mean, that that is the real you. Not everyone has great fruit on their best day. Everyone has fruit when they're paying attention. The real you comes out when when you're squeezed. The real you comes out. I, you know, I had a coach in college that said, you know, a, a lot of football players are like tea bags until you put them in hot water. You don't know what's inside. Um, and the same thing is true spiritually until you get under a lot of stress, you don't know how really loving you are, or joyful you are, or peaceful you are, or patient you are, or kind you are, good you are, faithful or gentle, um, or having self-control. Uh, it's good to have your spouse or your friend, if you're unmarried, fill this out. They may see some things differently than you do. If you have kids, it's great to have your kids fill it out. Uh, if you're bold enough to have your employer fill it out, if you're an employer to have an employee fill it out, if you work with people, your coworkers, if you're a teacher, a student, or player, it's good to see what people see in you. Because the reality is if you're a Christian, all of these seeds, they're in, they're in you. Everyone has every seed of the spiritual fruit. Some of you think, I go to church, I read my Bible, I go to small group, I know a lot, I can answer all the questions, but the goal is not trees. You might have some good trees, but the goal is not trees. People are not impacted by your tree. Um, they need the spiritual fruit that comes off your life. So to be able to look at this, and the way that I would do this, and I, I probably explained it this way on Sunday, is I would reach out to these people individually. I would fill out this chart so that other people couldn't see 
what everyone was putting. So I would have this chart, and then I would ask my wife. I'd send her a text, rate these areas. Ask my kids, rate these areas. Ask some people I work with, rate these areas. And then I would fill the chart in, and I would see um, who is the real me, who actually sees the real me, who actually knows the real me, and where is the real me so desperately short of the real Jesus that I've got some room to grow and pick one or two of them and make a real concerted effort to work diligently, uh, to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, work towards sanctification, work more, work to becoming more like Jesus in those specific areas. Pastor Christian, we'll, we'll provide a link to that spiritual fruit assessment for all our listeners, uh, once again, in our podcast description so that you guys can uh, use that. It's yeah, and if you're listening to the podcast, resource. you'll get it. It's a very valuable mm-hmm. resource. We've, mm-hmm. we've produced two really valuable resources in this series, yes. in my opinion. The Holy Spirit Cheat Sheet was great. Every Christian should have it in their Bible. I think this, if people are honest and, and they're willing to diligently go about filling it out, is going to reveal some big things to people about where they are in their spiritual life and where some growth steps are for them. Well, very good. Well, Pastor Christian, once again, thank you for taking the time with us today. It's been another uh, very good podcast, and we're so thankful that you listened today. Um, It really means a lot to us that you would carve out a little of your day to learn how you can activate your faith a little bit more this week. We hope that you have a great Thanksgiving with your family and your friends, and we'll catch you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.